0: okay
1: okay (laughs)
0: welcome back oh my god what a crazy week (laughs) crazy week welcome back to whips chains and brains
1: i was gonna argue with you on that again i was like no you got it right i got it right
0: (laughs) i I mean after a week of what's been going on yeah yeah um i'm lauren
1: I'm Taryn. We realized last time we didn't, well, we didn't actually realize a few people messaged and was like, you guys didn't introduce yourselves. And we're like, oh,
0: who's talking? Like who's who? Yeah. Yeah. So we thought we should probably do that. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to go first? Um, well, I'm Lauren. Hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm obviously
1: Taryn and Lauren and I have known each other since we, I was what, like 12? Yeah. Yeah. And you were
0: 13? Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Really long time.
0: Yeah. Such a long time. And yeah, I think that's why we feel so comfortable doing this together. Yeah,
1: we literally lived, pretty much lived with each other through our teenage years. And I think we both were really um, going through like a lot emotionally at that age. And we really found like comfort in each other.
0: It's like we kind of found our own little home within each other. Totally. Yeah. so that's why and now we're doing it again yeah so that's
1: why our relationship is so um like deep and meaningful yeah yeah oh my heart hurts yeah
0: yeah um so that's us
1: yeah I feel like I feel like that's enough yeah
0: (laughs) you guys like we, we can yeah yeah
1: also we I think we're gonna give trigger warnings for every single episode yeah just because we're always talking about um like sexual content or traumatic kind of things um the things that we want to normalize which are triggering for some people yes so we'll do it for everyone but this is just Just another trigger warning a little
0: forewarning it's going to be very sexual
1: yes and there will also be some trauma in here sexual trauma as well that we're just going to briefly touch on
0: yeah
1: yeah um so that will be coming up
0: yeah yeah um otherwise yeah
1: we wanted to say thank you for this past week
0: yeah I think especially it's hard to understand how it can feel when you're not in it and even for me I was still a part of it but like watching you go through what you went through was so amazing and hard and there was a lot of emotion
1: Oh yeah, I think I really dissociated or like depersonalized the first few days. I think I was quite apathetic in some of the interviews I was doing Mm. and I did notice that I didn't touch deeply on my own mental health through that experience I went through with Jake and it really was, uh, my mental health was on the floor, like Mm. I was honestly suicidal in that time um but when you were with Jake yeah Yeah. just through through that experience but I don't I don't feel I really touched on those things when I was asked mainly because I felt so numb when I was getting asked these questions
0: yeah it was
1: really a lot I we genuinely didn't expect it we
0: oh my god that's what I was about to say like we did not prepare ourselves no. because we released the podcast and then within a day it blew up thousands of people had listened and yeah so many people had contacted us Contacting and in the media it just got way way more attention attention than we, than thought. we thought it would um like but a lot more we do <laughs> want. thank you
1: yeah thank you so much we do want to go into like the the mental health aspects of it in another um another episode Mm. but I think we weren't really trying to touch on that too much with the last one um and then yeah when it came to interviewing and stuff I think I really was just not 100% like with with myself when I when I was doing them I wasn't really I think like uh, for me, I've really, it's been like an automatic response since I was a kid to mm. kind of dissociate. And 100%. I think it's only been in the last really like two years that I've learned to stop doing that through some of my other methods of right. treatment. Yeah. And so I think it, because it was such an overwhelming experience, it really just kind of threw me back into it. Yep. Yep. Um, but also I've had so many people reach out and be like, tell me, you know, that they couldn't have done it. And I genuinely think, I, this was like a team effort. Like, I could not have done this without having the support behind me. I would have just crumbled. Like, Absolutely.
0: Genuinely. Like, the amount of support that we received was, again, way more than we anticipated. Yeah.
1: And was like also helped to be able to actually yes. go through and share that experience. And it's so, so important.
0: And I'm just like, this is the kind of community that I want to live in. And I'm yeah. so thankful that we are in it
1: and doing that Yeah, it's amazing and
0: helping to just keep normalizing talking about things like mental health and things like what we're going to talk about today which
1: (laughs) it's going to be interesting (laughs) oh yeah so the reason that we obviously last week we had said we were going to discuss paraphilias. yeah and we will discuss it but I think after kind of how overwhelming this past week has been yeah um we thought maybe we would do Maybe we'll pass the spotlight on to Lauren this week. <laughs> um, and we put up a post and asked kind of what you guys wanted to hear. And yeah. it, there was like two thirds said a pegging story. So we we're like, all right, gear up. <laughs> like
0: Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Nice little personal story from me. Um, but also, like, we're not just going to talk about the pegging story. We're going to yeah. go into. Um, kind of how that even developed. How that, how I got to that point. <laughs> not that there's, I, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with pegging. Oh, yeah, go hard. But it's just that we thought it was important. Important to kind of shed light on everything else like all the daddy issues that come along yeah totally like, yeah. which yeah. we
1: put in that little question as well yeah so yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I suppose we could just like roll right into it so I think for this topic um because, yeah, we were going to cover the daddy issues and stuff as well. Mm, we'll mm. kind of start there yeah. with Lauren's, like, more being younger and working through her life and then we're going to get to the pit gang. <laughs> and I can't wait. Get
0: ready for it. <laughs> get yourselves ready. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> Sit down, grab a cup of coffee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> little inside
0: joke there. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So- oh,
1: oh my god. I also want oh. to... I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> so, so sorry. I know what I said it's about you but it's not (laughs) i just want to say somebody donated us um oh my god for like bubbles and things thank you so much we wanted to say thank you that was just so nice
0: genuinely unbelievable like again the amount of support that we have received like this person like the kindness of your heart thank you thank
1: you so much So, so so
0: much and we've had people like yeah offer to help us with um, like graphic sign graphic us up and we'll yeah. totally be taking you up on that and so we will cool. also be plugging your business yeah. on the podcast so totally. thank you again
1: alright now <laughs> okay now
0: now it's all about you Ben. <laughs>
1: okay
0: okay okay. well I okay guess... Lauren lie back tell me about your childhood <laughs> <laughs> let me get my pen and paper ready and put my spectacles on I'm already wearing them uh, me too <laughs> I'm blind anyway uh, <laughs> I'm just nervous this is also a vulnerable thing for me to share but I'm also at peace with it, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Where to begin? My childhood.
1: Yeah, well, I
0: guess because we're
1: going to cover the daddy issues, so I reckon we should kick off with the absent father.
0: Right. So, I grew up in the States, and um, for the first maybe 10 years of my life, and then we moved to New Zealand, but before that, obviously, I was living in America, and I had no contact with my father. Mm -hmm. He was never around I didn't even realize I had family on his side like I kind of just never even questioned it when I was a kid like yeah I had my granddad and my uncle and I was like that's enough like
1: did you like not even notice it didn't even feel different or I just had not until later
0: like right like, like late primary school I think that's probably when I started being like okay well Father's Day like I don't have one Mm -hmm. and but we always just directed it towards my granddad and my uncle right which is nice um so I didn't feel like a complete loser but (laughs) no but I I, well no yeah um so he wasn't around mainly because my mother decided he wasn't a good influence to have around right he was a drug addict and an alcoholic um so probably not the best person to be raising a child with yeah
1: Um, understandable
0: yeah. So we just didn't at all have any contact with him and actually recently shout out to my his side of the family, Nana and my cousins and my auntie and uncle, like all such amazing people that I met in my twenties. Yeah. And discovered and, and like they're just and the loved, best. Yeah. And I love them so much. So and rave about constantly. Constantly. <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about them. Yeah. And so because it was such a major part of my life that was totally. missing And I also don't fit in very well with my family, but I fit in really well with them. Mm -hmm. So that's super nice. But yeah, growing up, I did notice, but Mm -hmm. it was later on. Right. Um, Okay. And then probably obviously teenage years.
1: Yeah. Do you think like in the, as you started noticing, like, did you notice any kind of like behaviors to like fill that void or was that not really until you got a bit older, like more? more no, I high was school.
0: always a little shit of a child, I'll right. be honest. Yeah. Um like I used to throw tantrums and and even into high school I, I was not a nice person and I regret that a lot. But I just no, I don't regret I don't, yeah, it. But... I don't think you
1: can regret it. It's just like life. It's just self-expression. I mean, yeah. if you've never been taught how to express these big feelings that you're feeling in a healthy way, then you just don't know any better. Exactly. And all you can do is learn from those experiences and, and move forward. I mean, I was there with you and I also exactly had a really... Um, I suppose emotionally rough childhood. Yeah, and I think that took a long time for me to notice as well because I yep. I had um, everything physically. Yeah, and yep. we both really acted out in high school we and sure <laughs> probably were not that nicer people. No. And it is it's hard to look back on and accept, but and totally. I mean no one's perfect and everyone has these darker parts of themselves. I think yeah. through accepting that has also allowed us not to necessarily judge it when we see it in other people yeah yeah it's just their own form of self-expression whatever they are lacking or the pain they're feeling
0: absolutely makes you
1: a better person I think but
0: definitely yeah coming self like more self-aware was the best thing that I ever could have done it was totally. very painful but
1: oh yeah confronting your problems you... it's never easy
0: exactly but it definitely makes you a better person but now I'm so much happier for it yeah and I am where I am because of all of that. Exactly. So that's, and I'm... Well, it,
1: it adds the flavor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It I does. love that
1: flavor. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So how do you think um, having an absent father in your teenage years mm. kind of played out? Like, how did that make you feel? And did you... Was there kind of, like, father hunger there? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I,
0: I was not aware of it the entire time. Exactly. This is the funny thing. Yeah. I look back and it's so obvious, but...
1: But you're just acting on the feelings,
0: right? You totally. Know, exactly. I, I felt I was constantly seeking validation mm-hmm. and I was constantly seeking it mainly from men Yeah. and from girls at school that I was like jealous of. Mm-hmm. That's like, it was, it was, yeah. Like yeah. I just felt inadequate. And so I think I was constantly seeking validation through men to heal that inadequacy. Yeah um
1: and not knowing why though right that's like, the problem exactly because then
0: every time I was in a relationship it's not like I like really liked the person I was with. well I mean I did you have to it's, to some extent yeah. but it, it was never it, like I could just never get it right yeah. and I felt like I was constantly seeking this validation that I was never receiving right and the, like, I, it was like I was constantly going in patterns with my boyfriends. And
1: obviously, too, like when you're seeking for this father figure who is supposed to be emotionally nurturing mm. and help you guide you through your big feelings but it's just another man who's a child actually because exactly. we're all 13 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: you know yeah. you, you don't get
1: that so no. when you're when you don't know how to express your feelings and you're packing a tantrum like a five-year-old because you've never learned no never i mean, learned. this boy doesn't
0: know how to soothe that for no you. no exactly it, and the cycle totally continues. and it continued past teenage years oh of course and it and
1: does until you learn how to to yeah. Healthily express that, yeah. So that it, I mean, I've was seen some fifty-year-olds that don't oh. know how to uh,
0: express their emotions Straight in a healthy up, way. Like so many, actually. because <laughs> it, ta-
1: it takes. Recognition of like and responsibility for Mm. your feelings and thoughts and behavior, Mm -hmm. and so many people are not prepared to to do responsibility for that. No,
0: and because yeah, it's it's painful. It's (laughs) painful. Yeah, but you've got to do it. Um,
1: exactly. All right. So seeking validation through relationships. What? Where did this lead you in terms of relationships? Like, obviously, you cycled through relationships. Kind of where was your breaking point or hitting rock bottom through getting. Shitty relationship to shitty relationship,
0: yeah. Like yeah.
1: before, you kind of meet this man that's more representative of right. your father.
0: Well, I honestly, actually, I'm pretty lucky because one of my more long term relationships that I had after high school, he put up with a lot of shit from me, and mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for oh, that. oh Yeah, I know who
1: you're talking about. I, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, it's such a great person, really such nice great guy. family, totally. like awesome. Yeah. Um. But unfortunately, again, I was just projecting my own shit onto that relationship. Yeah. And it I was never getting what I really needed, which was actually to be happy within myself. Exactly. Um but from there, that's when things just got bad. Got worse. Yeah. Because then I I was kind of thrown I'm like, I don't understand why I can't be happy with someone like this. Mm-hmm. Like why what's going on?
1: Totally. I think too, like, um, That's the thing, right? Like you, it's it's really normal to kind of seek these relationships that kind of play out these trauma patterns from childhood, things that make you feel inadequate because you want to give this negative story a happy ending and people do it subconsciously. But oftentimes I did this too. Get into a relationship with somebody that actually treats you quite well and quite nicely and you still feel so unhappy or if anything you become the avoidant one rather mm. than the codependent totally. because it's still this dynamic where you're not in a healthy place right. and so instead like okay you're constantly f- chasing these avoidant men mm. but then you end up with one that's not avoidant and then you become the avoidant one or you become totally the one that is causing the problem and it's this never-ending
0: cycle and it's also yeah. this cycle of like feeling like i was never properly seen yeah and like really acknowledged within who I am as a person totally but because like you have to do that for yourself
1: exactly I think too yeah like finding yourself in those relationships when you haven't found that within yourself you it's you so const-
0: difficult you constantly find things to pick on yeah, that the other person is doing because
1: you're just not looking in the mirror and taking responsibility exactly and, and that's yeah. it's
0: totally what happened yeah and then yeah ended that relationship went on few like I don't know six months Eight months later, went into another relationship. Same problems, though. Mm -hmm. I was constantly picking at things that weren't really the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think the dynamic between me and this person and that relationship, it was constantly like a power struggle because then I was thinking, like, you know, you just, you you try and change a few things each time to see if you can make it work. But ultimately, you're going to come back to the same problem. Yeah. So that yeah that's I think where it got um, interesting
1: as well like in terms of like the the health when you end up in a more healthier relationship oftentimes when people have had traumatic childhoods the healthy relationship can feel quite boring totally. which is also where the the picking and the causing trouble comes yes. because when you've lived in a chaotic place as a child it's associated with love yeah, yeah. and if you're unaware of that and not choosing like making these choices from a conscious place of choosing yeah then you do what feels right and oftentimes that's just what feels like love or feels like safety or you're reenacting these traumas because you're looking for that happy ending to heal that
0: wound and you're also looking for those highs and lows like the really dramatic feelings of being like really super in love and then getting Mm -hmm. really annoyed with each other and then
1: and seeking that validation too, like wanting to cause the trouble so that they chase you and tell you that they love you and that everything's okay rather than self-soothing that and knowing within yourself that you're enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get on to... Moving through that relationship that was healthier. Yeah. And also you guys are still like great friends. Oh my gosh, think... yeah. And
0: they are the best people. Yeah, like, so amazing. Such great humans. And um, then coming yeah. in... And he's happy now. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> They're great humans. But... For... Yeah, It's all, it's all forgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope. And then,
1: and then getting into um, this yeah, the... other negative one and kind of what...
0: It didn't really start off negative. No,
1: but kind of how what that sort of turned into.
0: Yeah. I think it was, again, me not not knowing what I needed mm-hmm. for myself mm-hmm. and expecting it from him mm-hmm. and him getting really annoyed also being about in that a
1: bad place yeah. and not a self-aware place exactly
0: yeah. and yeah. that causing issues and then eventually that not ending super well yeah um it did and it didn't yeah this is
1: a hard thing to talk about.
0: Yeah. It's, um, we're not going to go
1: into deep detail on this. We might at another time if Lauren feels comfortable, but we just want to give a brief touch on it because we think it's relevant to, to story that's going to come. Yeah,
0: Why I ended up with this older gentleman with the daddy issue. But, um, yeah. So going through a traumatic experience with him and being sexually assaulted, Mm -hmm. Was not easy. No, but I also disassociated from it completely, and actually just felt like it didn't even happen. Yeah, and I then moved away to Chicago um, because we had been living overseas together. Yeah, so I moved to Chicago, and it was honestly like, well, before I did that, I was in Amsterdam, and I was doing truffles and things to try and kind of like figure myself out Mm -hmm. and think like, why does this keep happening to me? Mm -hmm. Um. Like, as in, why does this keep happening to me as in the patterns of my relationships and always feeling like this person isn't hitting it. Like Mm -hmm. I just kept constantly feeling like I'm not getting what I need Mm -hmm. and wondering why is that? Yeah. So then, yeah, I was, um, what did the truffles do for you? Well, I happened to do them with one of my really good friends. They came to Amsterdam to visit us and we did truffles together. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking afterwards, man, I am so grateful for so much in my life and like even just the way sunsets looked mm-hmm. and like really simple Changes things everything and it just totally opened my mind yeah. and I was like and I mean i would drunk done drugs before mm-hmm. but I hadn't really done psychedelics in more of a like therapeutic meaning i suppose
1: yeah psychedelics are truly i mean i have so much respect for them again Mm. this is something that we will cover in an entirely different episode
0: because there's so much to get into
1: but just to give really brief explanation um people kind of have like this default way of thinking and Mm -hmm. yeah when you're repeating patterns constantly in your life and you don't know why Psychedelics can help to look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. It literally, they turn off what's called the default mode network in the brain. Mm-hmm. So you're, when you as like as you grow older you kind of strengthen these neural connections and you constantly make the same choices and it's how that term comes where people are just stuck in their ways Mm. Um, because when you're a child you're making all these new neural connections but as you get older you kind of favor other ones and then the other the the ones that you don't use break yeah yeah and so it's really hard to look at things from a different perspective or look at yourself from a different perspective and understand why because at the end of the day everyone is responsible for themselves like don't get me wrong really awful things happen to people but there is still this boundary setting which allows certain people to kind of end up in your life and Mm -hmm. oftentimes when you're repeating these patterns it's your own choices and you just aren't aware of it Yeah. yeah doing psychedelics can break that default mode network and help you to look at things from a different perspective, which is just life changing for yeah. so many people. There's Absolutely. so much research being done on it, and yeah. it's one of my favorite areas to study. Yeah, and I will upload proper literature on it at some point. Yeah, so that it's not just opinion based. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just to give so, some perspective on how that, On
0: why that might happen and why yeah. that
1: helped you. Yeah. So yeah.
0: So that and I actually think at that time we were still together, and that could possibly have been the very beginning of when I started being like. Hang on no, down. like, yeah. and I, I think it was because it, it was maybe a couple months later that we ended up breaking up. So totally, um, yeah, like, totally changed. And then I remember thinking that and thinking maybe I'll try it again. Mm-hmm. And I went in and talked to the people at the smart shops. They're called, mm-hmm. um, and this girl was saying that she does it and like does it by herself and just like likes to go, like to the forest or the beach and.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. I I don't believe it's something that's really like a recreational. No, thing. I I, I can agree. Be,
0: um, overwhelming in
1: that way. Yeah. Really, are a therapeutically
0: controlled setting. Totally. Kind of vibe. Yeah. And this is the good thing about having the smart shops there is that there are people that are, are knowledgeable and exactly. they know exactly what she's like. Uh, she she knew what dose I would need exactly. and what I was wanting to get from it. And rather than just being like, don't do this, people are still gonna do it. It's right. better to give. Like
1: proper advice and understand how to do it safely, then yes. just say don't do it. Yeah, it's like telling teenagers not to have sex. They're still going to have sex, so isn't it better to tell them how to do it safely? Yeah, well, exactly.
0: that's our opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I did that a couple times. Yeah. Um. Not nothing too crazy. Like it wasn't like this like life changing mm-hmm. thing. But it's just, definitely it's just like it opens up your mind a bit enough and... to change your perspective. So yeah, you start like, questioning things. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But at this stage, I was still really disassociating from the assault. Yeah. Um. Hugely traumatic. Yeah. I just didn't even, like, think about it for months. Mm-hmm. And I knew afterwards that it was wrong. And, yeah. But anyway. So I did the meshies, And then I ended up moving to Chicago and kind of forgetting about all of this. But in between this time of me doing that, I started seeing this older person. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> we met... Because we biked on the same road together to work and he worked How at my work. How much older are we talking here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was 16 years older. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 16 years older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and initially we met and we were friends the entire time I was living in Amsterdam because mm-hmm. we biked to work together and we biked home together and it was fun. Right. Um, and it's nice like getting to know the locals and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it was like another friend for me to have. Um, Do you think you found comfort in him because he was older and you were going through
1: this really traumatic experience?
0: Yes. He was definitely one of the first people I wanted to tell about it.
1: Yeah. Just like a sense of safety? Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
0: majorly. But I know that – I. I was seeking that parent figure Yeah, to help soothe me. Right. Most likely.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, also like there is literature on people with absent fathers or really poor relationships with their fathers, mm. um seeking or finding attraction in older men yeah. because it's represents somebody for them. And a lot of people find that weird. They're like, Ooh, like you want to be with your dad, but that's not what it's, it is. No. It's like. P- there is the subconscious attraction because you're trying to heal a wound. Yeah, it's people reenact their trauma all the time. It's yep. so common um, when people yeah are sexually assaulted. They all like if you when you see children that have grown up and been sexually assaulted consistently, sometimes they become sex workers when they're older. Yeah, and people don't understand why there is so much correlation with reenacting the trauma. Um, even yeah. When you've just had emotionally traumatic childhoods, it's really common to reenact the trauma when you're older, people constantly repeat this pattern, trying to heal it in some way or give it a happy ending. Yep. So there is no surprise there at all that you found attraction and emotional safety in an older man. And he
0: was also my friend. Like at this stage, we'd been friends for at least eight months. Right. Like we were biking together, talking to each other every single day. Right. we really had a good friendship. We would go out, like not just the two of us, like we'd go out with like all of our workmates, and like he was someone that I totally trusted, right? Um, yeah, so it's quite funny that <laughs> I mean, eventually we ended up kissing, and I was like, oh my god, like what am I doing? I wasn't really sure. But he, what did you
1: feel with him? Like, was it was the was there intensity
0: there, or I don't think it's intensity. Um, maybe the, like, it was comfortable, Mm -hmm. and this is the thing, like, I'm really glad that it was him who, like, I'm glad it was this person that helped me, because he was actually such a, like, kind and gentle person, and I think that's what I was really seeking. Totally. Um, I don't know what, (sighs) yeah. Hard to describe. It is hard to describe, especially because I maybe then would have thought it was passionate, but Mm -hmm. I, I definitely think it was just more I was healing trying to heal a wound mm-hmm. especially now in comparison to my relationship where I do feel like it's like the best and the most passionate relationship I've ever had but you're so.
1: also so open and vulnerable now and that's the yeah, difference yeah exactly well. yeah right okay and
0: so he was someone I could be vulnerable with but it wasn't to the same extent
1: that right that. okay okay so let's get into this story then so how did the talk of pegging come up okay Once you, obviously you guys kind of like got into a relationship yeah
0: well but it was like a casual thing but then i ended up moving there for a while um and having to stay with him which was hilarious but before because what, that
1: what is his sexuality too i would like to he cover.
0: is straight right exactly um because but... we're, we're
1: gonna touch on these things um kind of throughout it as well there is so much stigma around um heterosexual men having any kind of like anal penetration. Oh yeah. And people like there are so many men that really feel like emasculated by it. And there, there, and a, a bumhole doesn't have a sexual orientation. Like, yeah. do, do you know yeah. what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah, that's it, it, just ridiculous like, to me.
0: It's a butthole. Yeah, yeah.
1: and so there have, there have been so many studies done too on yeah. usually the people that feel emasculated by it also have very. They don't have very liberal social views. Mm. They don't believe in rape culture. They very much (laughs) believe in. um, I I don't
0: know how you can't believe in it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) They very much believe in um, like gender norms and relationships Mm. um, and things like this. Yeah. Whereas the men that are open to it or at least don't feel emasculated by even the topic of it. Right. Usually are a lot more receptive emotionally to their like women and yep. relationships. And this is all, like, this is in literature that I'm reading this. I'm not just making this up as my <laughs> opinion.
0: <laughs> um, like, this is... This is true.
1: Yeah. I, I, with these episodes, like, we really want to go into like, the scientifics behind everything. Yeah. And I do want to write papers on things. I haven't this week because of everything going right. on. So I might link a few. Yeah. Um, just so that people know that I'm not just like talking out my ass. But. 100%. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because, yeah, I'm sure many people would be like, straight. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? No, but he, he,
0: so he's t- he was totally straight. He had yeah. two children. He was married before this. Yeah. Um,. No, great, great, like absolutely normal straight guy. Right. So how did how did this topic come up? So I think it came up because one of my favorite shows is Broad City. Oh yeah. And they often talk about pigging on that, and I like genuinely like back then I was like, it is my feminist right to be able to pig a man in the ass. (laughs) Well,
1: because also it's it's a power dynamic. It's a
0: power dynamic, and I felt like I had so much power taken away from me exactly um, during the assault. So. I think it kind of like accelerated my need to want Liberating. to do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to find so, someone that would allow you to do absolutely. this. Absolutely, but
0: I also feel that the Dutch people are really open to oh, that kind yeah. of thing. And it's yeah, like one of about the museums, most
1: museums, eh? like for oh, children. The
0: museums, they have like naked pictures of people everywhere I and it's like that. Sex is not something to be ashamed of there.
1: Well, it's just... It's literally innate. Yeah. Like, this is how we have populated the Earth. (laughs) And this
0: is how... Like, this is why Amsterdam's so awesome. Like, they're just so open with things like that. And living there for a few years was the best thing I ever could have done for myself. Because the crime
1: rates and everything are lower there too, right? So
0: low. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an, they don't even have stray dogs.
1: Well, this, that's the thing is like when people are able to really integrate the, what would be considered stigmatized or more shameful parts of themselves, Hmm. it genuinely makes you a better person. You stop judging other people when you see it in them. Because if you see what would be classed as a negative, quote marks, negative, trait in somebody, you don't, automatically look at them and judge at them you, you think about the time where maybe you've behaved that exactly. way or feel that way and it's just like oh maybe that person's just having a rough day yeah I it's do not... really
0: try to do that the only time yeah. I get caught out is when I'm driving the car and I get bad <laughs> road rage
1: <laughs> that's rich lauren (laughs) i don't think maybe there's something you need to integrate there (laughs) lauren is the worst driver
0: (laughs) watch out be careful on the roads
1: (laughs) seriously that's like genuinely do you like that's directly correlates
0: (laughs) oh my gosh wow i'm finding out so
1: much Yeah. Uh, we got off topic. Yeah.
0: Oh, so we we're oh, talking about people happen? How did it really come integrated
1: up? integrated in Amsterdam and right. yeah, the lower crime oh, so rates and stuff. Of so, of course, yeah. like,
0: he being Dutch was, like, very open mm-hmm. to talking about trying Okay. So had he done it before? <laughs> he hadn't done it before. Um, and I actually can't remember if he had... I think he had like experimented a little bit with like a finger in the bum and that kind of thing. Right. Cause I um, also read
1: about um, usually the men that were, did enjoy it more already kind of played around themselves. Like, yeah, Like it, with it, some kind of anal
0: stimulation. It, it's called like a pokey bum wink. What? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. 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 I don't but know. But he, he hadn't done that. But he, I mean, like, with other women. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. um, some people do. Some men yeah. do. No, a pokey bum wink is a real thing.
1: Yeah. But also there are, like, prostate massages and things. Yeah. Obviously, Wh- the which prostate can is... be
0: really great for men. Yeah. Some so... people
1: really enjoy it. Yeah. Which is totally
0: understandable. Yeah. Some people don't. That's totally okay. Also, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not for me. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he hadn't done it before. Uh, he had kind of experimented maybe a little bit with a finger or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But I brought it up and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But Love I think I actually it. brought it up when we were friends, and I remember being like, "Oh,
1: I've literally asked so many guys if they would live with yeah. it." Well, it's an important question to I ask because if they're willing
0: to, if they're willing to do it, they're probably they've got the right pathways in they're their brain. Probably a better person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, statistically speaking. <laughs>
1: gonna treat you better no. in a relationship
0: <laughs> that guys that's not real
1: <laughs> well actually it is it, I... <laughs> so, honestly in the literature i have read men that are open to this or don't feel emasculated by it treat their girlfriends that's why people. i said it yeah but you just said
0: it's not a thing well, i like, but it like is. and not every situation like there's obviously gonna oh, be no, the odd like, person statistically but statistically yes okay <laughs> um so, I was in the States and I actually went back to visit him mm-hmm. in Amsterdam and we went to London to visit some friends and stuff as well. So, I went to go and visit him and was like, oh, maybe we should do it then. And we did. <laughs> so, so,
1: wait, so because obviously you have to buy like a strap on. So, he
0: bought everything. Oh, love. Because he knew I was coming to visit. And right. he was like, okay, well, if you're coming Tell to visit. Me
1: how was the dildo shaped?
0: Okay, it was shaped like. Like little, was it
1: floppy? No.
0: Nah, it was hard. Yeah, well, I know, but, like, you know when... Nah, oh, well, like, when it's hanging off of you with the strap-on <laughs> on. I just want to <laughs> put one on and just look at myself
1: in the mirror. It's honestly... My hands on
0: my hips. So interesting. You feel so powerful. So powerful. Oh, yeah. I honestly cannot describe to you the power I felt, <laughs> like, like, standing with my hands on my hips. I, I straight up was like, I have... A peanut, like, like this is. My it was awesome. T- people are
1: gonna be like, "Well, Taryn, do you have some gender problems?" This is my childhood dream. Mm. It used to be on my dating my dating profile <laughs> when I was a <laughs> child. I used to stand and pee through toilet rolls because I just wanted to know what to it know what felt it was like, like to yeah. have a penis. I'm curious. I'm very to do it happy now. in my. Womanness, ness, yeah. whatever your you feminism, know. yep, totally. But man, I would just love for a day. A Sometimes day. I have a dream of having a big, That's what you penis. said the other day, <laughs> yeah. And I said, You and um, uh, can I say his name? G Daddy. You and G-Daddy, you and Paddy Daddy came over in my dream. And I was like, hey, guys, check out my giant penis. And it was, like, so thick and so oh
0: veiny. God. And I was so impressed. I love that you were not only showing me, but also my boyfriend. <laughs> like, and being like, hey, G-Daddy, like, take a look at this huge honker. like." <laughs>
1: I felt so powerful and I I woke up feeling so powerful.
0: Yeah. I would love it. Just for a day. Just for a day. Or maybe a couple days. I I was actually going to say probably more like a few, not a week though. That's too long. I could probably do a week. (sighs) Wow. You're brave. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Wow. Um, Yes, so he bought everything, he got it ordered online, got it sent to his house. Oh, wait,
1: we, we completely skipped what
0: Oh, what did it like? shape like? Yeah. Okay, so it's shaped like like a bulbous, like a little bulbous on the end, if you know what I mean by bulbous. Um, like a circle? Like, kind of, yeah. Like On the end was a circle? Well, but it, it was like anal beads, but the beads kind of got bigger, oh, and right. instead of them being B- beads... Bigger at the base. Yes. Right. And instead of them being beads, it like went in gradually... Like it wasn't right. like it was just a kind whole of like circle, s- smooth, like smooth, um, smooth, rounded, rounded, like wavy, wavy. Yeah, nice. yeah. And it, did, it, it, did it, it like vibrate or anything? It went up. No, it was just a plain old. Right. And you could also use it as like a um, a butt plug.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. How big are we talking? Not very big. Oh well, I mean, first time, of course.
0: Um. Yeah. <laughs> just bring out this honker of a dildo. <laughs> Hope you're ready, baby. <laughs> Hope you're ready, babe. Okay. you have been saving up. <laughs> um, I don't. I. I don't know what to compare it to. Like it would be. Mm, it was just like a dildo. Wow. I don't like. I can't. I don't know how to describe it. Um, not huge. Oh, probably like. Not even the length of like my hand, palm to fingertip. Yeah, palm to fingertip.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: but and not very wide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we used that and i think the position we did it in i mean do we want to go into this much detail oh
1: yeah we want to go into this much detail <laughs> okay <laughs> okay you, first before we even get to position yeah you put it on you felt powerful i felt powerful how did it like how did it feel to like did you just walk into the room wearing it was he just already hands and knees waiting for <sighs> oh, you oh yeah or? yeah yeah. okay <laughs> no <laughs>
0: Do you know what I mean? He's like looking back, like, "Hey, babe, I'm
1: ready. I'm ready."
0: Um, no, because I
1: feel like I mean, usually when you're about to have sex, there is like ugh, kissing
0: and foreplay. And- okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, like, like I didn't just get straight into it. Like I didn't walk into the room with it on and be like bend over. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a monster. <laughs> I, I was like, like, we would, we'd been drinking mm-hmm. because I had to, oh, my inhibitions had to be lowered. I feel like
1: he probably my. needed that too,
0: <laughs> for sure. Right. Okay. We'd been, yeah, we'd had a bit to drink and had a nice day and evening mm-hmm. and then it was like, should we tonight? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then we both kind of knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were obviously like a bit of foreplay, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, The usual. Let me just slip out and And put put something sexy I I think it was actually him who was like, are you still... Do you still want to do it? Mm -hmm. Like, he was really receptive and for it. I love that. And he... and before we even like before I got there, he had been researching and like mm-hmm. looking up articles of men that had tried it and really liked it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so he was feeling really comfortable. Men can find so much pleasure through it. Totally. There, there is
1: the prostate. There, what's it called, like the G
0: spot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then oftentimes too, like there is like penile stimulation at the same time. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: I was like bending over and like yeah yeah went, like touching mm-hmm. him you
1: don't need to dumb it down it's yeah. fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know how to express this like, <laughs> go hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no shame from us oh, no. um yeah so we were doing that and then yeah. I think yeah he was like okay are you in, like do you still want to do it and I was like yeah sure so then he like grabbed it out from underneath the bed and like gave it to me and I was like oh shit like put it on and like we had like a little giggle and then we kind of started like getting more intimate again Uh and there was also this huge mirror beside his bed which i think is a really important detail yeah (laughs) he is like a six foot six man you're like and i am five five two two. (laughs) i am five two like petite woman petite but like I'm still thick with two C's. You know what I'm saying? Like I've got something. I've not got nothing. Anyway, I'm just really painting a picture for you. (laughs) So then he was like, okay, yep, let's do it. And I was like, okay, how do you want to do it? I think you actually are supposed to lay on your back and lift your legs up. And Mm -hmm. that's the most comfortable, but I just couldn't face looking at him like that. (laughs) So he bent over on all fours. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: so that's, how it happened, right? Okay. <clears throat> Did you obviously like lube up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. And we went in like one little bit, of a bit time. at a time, mm-hmm. and like we're constantly didn't just ram it on in no. there. No, <laughs> you couldn't. Like genuinely, there's no way that you could like do that right. unless you were a total psychopath, a vicious human. Yeah, being. <laughs> like because it, there is a lot of resistance.
1: Oh yeah. No, um, I know. I've used a prostate messenger yeah, on yeah. someone
0: before, so it's yeah. <laughs> A lot of resistance. Good times. A
1: lot of tensing. Yeah. I'm like, just
0: relax. And they're
1: like, man, honestly, this is all me too. Like, I'm just like really like wanting to do this. This is like when I was saying I've asked so many people if they, if they would let me pick them. I would say about 50% have said yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think in today's day and age, it's not as stigmatized as oh, it no. used to be. Like.
1: I just want to have the experience.
0: I hope. For you, that you get to have it, I just want to know how it
1: feels. It to is
0: so interesting. I feel.
1: I think. I reckon. I just feel so it's, powerful.
0: It's like everything that you've always wanted to know what it felt like. You feel. You feel it. Yeah. Like, because I've always been like, what are they feeling right now? Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they must feel like the man getting well, it, to like I smash mean, this. Obviously, over you and don't over.
1: know how it feels to have a penis, though.
0: No, but that, and that's the shitty part. But. Yeah. You do, like, you get a glimpse of what it could be like. Because I've
1: always wanted to know how it feels just
0: to, like, to masturbate with a penis. Same, same. Oh, any, any kind. Like, I'm very curious. Any kind. Any, like, sex, <laughs> teddy fuck.
1: Right. I don't really, I don't know. I mean, I know that.
0: Hand job, blow job. I'd love have, to know. Oh, yeah. I'd love to know what the gluck gluck is like. The what? <sighs> Taryn. The what? Oh, my God. We'll have to talk about this. Um, the gluck gluck. And. What is that? It's a type of blow job that you can do. Can you tell me? Yeah. Now, (laughs) yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So you use. I I mean, I think it's the two-handed like turning method. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and just the like more aggressive you go with the spit and everything, the higher. They're just normal. I know, but not everyone uses two. Like, so you use two hand.
1: Well, I mean, you can't use two hands depending on what you're working So about. this is what
0: you, you kind of have to use a few like fingers of both hands because I think that the men like to feel right. that there's two hands on their dick. Like it really like. Oh,
1: it makes them feel. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I got it.
0: Yeah. So you're not necessarily, you don't have to use like the entire Fists, hand. Yeah. You can just use a few fingers from each hand. But it
1: makes them feel like they're really packing. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So you're just essentially stroking their ego. Yeah. And okay. if
0: you want to hear more about that technique you can go to the call her dad call her daddy podcast i think it's like their third episode they go into the gluck gluck oh pro tip for you you'll never regret it trust me (laughs) good to know right um anyway moving on yeah where were we uh so but i watched myself in the mirror compared to this man and it was just something uh, else yeah it uh, we enjoyed it but I don't feel the need to do it again. Sure. Um, how did he? What did? How did he feel about it? He didn't not like it, but he was. I think he was expecting more because of what he, all the articles he had read. Right. And he was like, "It was good, but like, I, I don't need to do it again as well. Right. You know, just an experience. Yeah. It was just something different to do, yeah. and I think that's really healthy and normal. Did he finish? Oh well, so I finished because of the like. What's that word? The. Is it like vibrate? No, but it it was just it was just hitting the right spot. For right. I was able by orgasm so easy. But um Right. So I was able to orgasm and then I think once I had finished he was kind of like, Okay, like enough of this and And stopped. We stopped doing that and then he just had sex with me and Oh right, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so not really meeting up to what he was
1: like. no, for.
0: no, But um, you know what? Good
1: on him for even giving that a crack,
0: totally. And that's something that I'm really proud of. Like, oh, yeah, I think it, it just shouldn't be this like stigmatized thing.
1: Yeah, sexuality is so stigmatized in society in every way. Like, it's not even just men that feel, um, like this is robbing them of their masculinity, mm. well, there are also so many women that are like have an an opinion about it or wouldn't want to be with a man if they were open to doing it and I just think that's so ridiculous I don't
0: understand that because if also I mean if you really like love and respect someone especially or I mean if it's a random person whatever but it shouldn't matter what they want to do in the bedroom yeah no not at all you know what I mean like Relationships are fluid. Sexuality is fluid. Yeah,
1: there is such this like attitude. I feel with like you're either one hundred percent gay or you're one hundred percent straight. And That's there is like so not it. There is such a spectrum, and it's so fluid. And some people are kind of bang in the middle. Some yeah. people are really far one way or the other. Mm. But it's very rare that someone is one hundred percent straight or one hundred percent gay. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, like even beyond sexuality like experiences like this does not define sexuality in any way Mm. there are also um there is also literature on like men and women that will have sexual experiences with the same sex but still identify as heterosexual yeah because oftentimes your sexuality is based on who you want to wake up to in the morning and who you want to grow old with and, you know, who you want to build a home with. 100%. Rather than who you just want to have sex with. Yeah, yeah. So there is, and I think, yeah, there is such a stigma around it. I think, too, like, it wasn't that long ago that, like, even any kind of queerness was, like, so not accepted. So I think it's still, there's still still so much stigma around the expression of someone's sexuality and then people just trying to label it as something else that it's not exactly yeah i think
0: there's there's so much to learn as well sexually by just being open and expressive yeah and you can learn a lot about yourself like totally and if something's feeling really uncomfortable or
1: triggering to you like if you feel a really If you really feel really strongly one way about something, why? What is not sitting comfortably within yourself that you feel so strongly about it? Because you don't have to partake in it. No. But if someone else's sexuality or sexual experience makes you feel really strongly one way, why is that? Exactly. Like sit with that feeling within yourself and instead of projecting it onto the people that are making you feel that way, Mm -hmm. think, why am I feeling this way? What is this bringing up for me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And This is, like, through doing something like this, I felt really safe with this person. Exactly. And he helped me to heal. Thankfully, this has a really happy ending. And we're friends still. And he helped me to heal this kind of wound that I didn't have the tools to before that relationship. Do you think
1: you're referring to like the trauma you experienced as an adult or the absent father or kind of both Both,
0: I think it's like through that
1: power dynamic with the trauma yeah yeah
0: I exactly yeah like through that power dynamic and being able to do this with this person
1: but someone that you trust someone that
0: I trust because I felt like I really couldn't trust anyone again after the trauma and He also was, again, this parent figure that was teaching me how to self-soothe and feel okay with the decisions I was making to the smallest thing where I would be in the supermarket. I've already said this to you, but where I would be in the supermarket Mm -hmm. and I would be getting flustered over like what I wanted to get. And he would like really simply like just hug me and be like, it's okay. Like, and then would just, Just, and be like, like, don't worry, like it doesn't, uh, But I found myself apologizing Mm -hmm. for feeling that way because of the relationships I'd been in before him. Yeah. And through this relationship, I I learned a lot about self-love. And that has led me to now be in the best relationship that I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Not only with myself, but also with G-Daddy.
1: Yeah. And, like, I think, too, because when you get to this point of like self-reflection and self-awareness and kind of sitting with and taking responsibility for like your emotional triggers and why you feel a certain way and learning to self-soothe, but it also puts you on a whole other level for who you attract into your life. Exactly. So now you're at this point where you can take responsibility for your own feelings and your own triggers while also meeting somebody at the table that also takes responsibility for his emotions and his triggers. And if you guys feel a certain way, you can openly communicate about that and not project it onto each other, but take responsibility for it and just say, hey, I'm feeling this way, but this is what I need from you to make me feel
0: safe in this position right now. Exactly. I've never had that before. And it's the best thing. Like, I think in the beginning, I was really worried that I was going to miss the chaos Mm -hmm. that I was that I'd grown up with in mm-hmm. my childhood. And I was going to think that this felt really boring, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like, it's so fulfilling and so much better to be with someone that you can grow with yeah, instead of constantly going in this vicious cycle of like, trying to find that validation because well, it's someone not else. ego
1: versus ego it's not you versus him it's no. like you guys are doing things together yeah. and growing together and taking responsibility for your feelings together and your life together yeah it's just a whole different thing
0: totally different yeah yeah it's really so I'm really thankful that I <laughs> was able to have this experience
1: yeah so you're not going to have it again
0: uh well we've talked about it <laughs> <laughs> he actually bit me um th- my current partner g daddy because you were i
1: mean obviously when he first was coming over we were just like giving him shit about it constantly yeah
0: this poor man um like but we had a bet that if i beat him at time zone at the beer pong game that i would get to do it and this is how cocky and confident he was he lost <laughs> and he was like Oh shit! He's like, no, no, no. I'll get a beer pong cup tattoo instead. Like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm like genuinely like, I'm not sure that I can like, I don't know that I want to do that with him. Yeah, because I have so much respect for him, and well, I don't think that I like. I don't want to. I'm not going to push him into anything. It's
1: not a respect thing though. Like, but, it's not like you're going to only do it with someone that you
0: disrespect. Don't, no, because yeah. you
1: respected the man that you were with. Yeah, it's it's true. Just, I think he's not really that open to it, whereas your last partner was. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's, like, I also am not sure that I want to...
1: Have the experience again. ...look at
0: him in that way.
1: Right. Did it make you look at the the older man in mm. a different way?
0: Momentarily? Yeah? Yeah. Because when you look in that mirror and you see this tiny girl doing this to that huge man, it's like, obviously it changes something in you. That's
1: really interesting to me because obviously some people like partake in this all the time. I like, know, but... They're, I, they're all for it.
0: I actually think if, if I did it more, I think it, then it would be fine.
1: Well, well, I mean, other research I've been doing on paraphilias and things, mm. which this is not a paraphilia. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's really... You can condition um, like not sexuality, but you can condition... Um, sexual scripts like mm. if you reach orgasm at the at the same thing you will learn it reinforces the behavior yeah so then you start to like it even yeah. if you didn't yeah. even if you didn't prior to this so yeah if you kept doing it you kept, kept re- it, sure. re- reaching orgasm you probably would start to crave it
0: I think that you're right that it is more that my that the older man was open and receptive to it and mm-hmm. not that G daddy's not like he's like I mean if you really wanted to, but I'm like, nah, like I don't. But I don't, I don't really want I to. I don't really want to. Yeah. So like, I, I don't. Want yeah, I get that. that. Mm, I get
1: yeah. that. Interesting. That's the thing. Like every time I ask someone if they would let me do it, I don't even like, I feel like I want to have the experience, but there is nothing driving me to be like, yeah, I really want to do this. Like yeah. it's literally just every time I ask someone, I just want to know if they would let me do it. I, like... think, that's an inter-
0: I think that it's something that people should start asking people more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I don't even have a boyfriend and I haven't even dated anyone. But every time, like, I'm just, like, kind of talking to someone, I just bring it up.
0: <laughs> I honestly feel like it gives you such an indication as to what that person's yeah, like. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like,
1: do I want to carry on talking to you? Would you let me do this? Yes. All right. Okay. you okay, can fine. carry on talking. But yeah. then, like, one day later, I'm like, actually, I don't want to talk to you anymore. So. Yeah.
0: Oh Bless them. Yeah. It's... No
1: offense to the people, I'm just clearly gone through some shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> like that,
0: there's a lot going on.
1: I think too, for me, it probably is a power dynamic.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I think especially after everything that's happened. Yeah, like I, it just feels good, especially after that the sexual assault. feels yeah. it felt good to like feel some sort of sexual power again mm-hmm. because it, well, I felt like so it was taken many, away from me. So
1: many women do um like kind of play out their power and their sexuality mm. especially women that have felt really like this is why it's really this like promiscuity is that how you say it yeah is really um common especially in teenage years mm. like when people kind of when girls feel so they're at their most vulnerable mm. or kind of inadequate and they're kind of going through this awkward phase or if they've come from these more emotionally neglective childhoods you see this promiscuity and mm. it, it's they're they kind of hold their power in it. I used to do it, yeah. I used yeah. to seek validation through sex, yeah. It was really the only place in my life that I felt like I had any um power or felt good about myself, yeah. And it took me a long time to really sit with that and recognize yeah.
0: that, yeah. Me, too. totally, I yeah. 100% understand that, yeah. Like, and I, I
1: mean, men do it too, like, yeah, yeah. You if you see men that are very promiscuous it's commonly they have low self-worth or low self-esteem. And they're just constantly seeking that validation through that sexual experience. It's like if someone... Loves me in my most raw form, then I must be good enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. um so, yeah, it's I, I find human sexuality so fascinating, so fascinating. It's really the road I want to take with my psychological studies and, we're and gonna keep doing it. Yeah, it's such a neglected um area of literature because yeah. it's so stigmatized. It's yeah. been so stigmatized for such a long time, and there is such a lack of literature, including, the forensic sides, like, paraphilias yep. and things like this, there is such a lack of literature because it is such a stigmatized, stigmatized area of um, just, like, humanity yeah, in general. Yeah. And so it didn't even used to get studied. And it's How only... insane. I know. And it's only... And then now we've got this complete kind of, like, gaping hole yeah. in understanding why people... Yeah. Ha- even, like, you look at paraphilias and these people that commit these like serial murders and things mm. through the sexual urge yes and there is such a like we're only the, just beginning would, totally. to understand these things because we've neglected this part of science yeah so, so it's very so fascinating um very interesting so fascinating yeah, yeah i just i i love it and i feel like too that's why we want to talk about these things yeah. because we don't want a stigma around these things it's a normal be. part of of the human experience. Exactly. Like, it's innate. It's,
0: everyone does it.
1: Yeah. And yet, we, we can't talk about it. That was one thing. The only people that were really lashing out to me last week were like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been doing that anyway. Right. And I'm like, sorry that I expressed my sexuality in a private way with my boyfriend and you don't approve of it. Like, it's
0: yes. like, that's <laughs> not my problem. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that's why we want to talk about these things openly yeah. because they deserve to be talked about yeah. and they shouldn't be an uncomfortable thing to talk
0: about. No.
1: And I think, too... If it causes you discomfort, mm. you should really ask yourself why. why. Because the <laughs> only time that and not you, just in sexuality. Everything. Not everything, but especially this as well. Yeah. If you feel some kind of large emotion, in particular a negative one, mm. or quote-unquote negative emotion... Right. Why is that? Why is it not sitting right with you? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there is a reason and it only ever comes from within yourself. We yeah. can only ever project our own experience. Totally. So that is always something to sit with and just kind of integrate that part of your shadow within yeah. yourself. Cause you don't have to do it, but it doesn't, there shouldn't be judgment on anyone that decides to or talks about it.
0: No. And it's a really good place to start on your like self-discovery journey. Totally. So
1: yeah, great chat.
0: Another great reason reason why we chose this story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So next week, we'll probably talk about paraphilias. Yeah. And maybe some like, oh, like Ted Bundy or something. Oh
0: my God, A I serial killer.
1: Because often, t- well, I think, I mean, I can't say for sure. I haven't looked into it. But I'm pretty sure like 100% of serial killers, there is a sexual motivation behind it.
0: Yeah, it's not 100%, but it's a lot.
1: It would be high. It's
0: really high. Because some of them are just acting out of like like, like it's Pure not always rage. sexual but, it, but a you, lot of the time it is because that's
1: where the compulsion comes
0: yeah, from. yeah
1: yeah i think too even in the ones that i've looked into with rage like there is usually a sexual element to it yeah they might it might not be like you like there what was that dude that would have sex he would decapitate the, the body no uh, the head oh yeah he decapitate and the head and then have sex, have in sex the neck.
0: with an oh uh, that was um that ed kemper massive
1: dude yeah
0: yeah Ed Kemper so
1: crazy all because he hated his mum yeah and he, and he wanted to best... shut
0: her up and that's why he chose her throat yes. to fuck
1: it's just oh I oh, it sounds disgusting when I say I love it but I love it yeah but it's so interesting fascinating yeah so fascinating so
0: we'll probably get into a bit of that yeah yeah we'll see
1: rubbing my hands <laughs> yeah. together alright team good work
0: um follow us on our social media Instagram that's, Whips Chains Brains.
1: that's our only social media yeah
0: <laughs> We're pretty useless at this stage, um, but we want to you to follow on it because I think we want to do more like polls and like ask you guys what you want to hear, that totally. kind of thing. Um, so follow us on there and, yeah, let us know and send us feedback. feedback. Yeah.
1: We love to hear it. We do. Man, yeah. Last week we got lots of feedback and it was super helpful. It helped us start this intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which might not have sounded like it, but we're going to get better. Yeah. So Great. well, thanks for stopping by.
1: But she's the last time. Peace out.
0: <laughs> Respect. <That's it.
1: laughs>